Legally Bound, a podcast hosted by a married couple, Andy and Katie Tricaski. Lawyers, veterans, national news personalities, parents of five crazy kids, and unintentionally comedians. On today's episode of Legally Bound, President Trump says we've won the war against coronavirus. Is he smoking and drinking as much as the rest of us? I think he must be, because it does not feel one at this point. Well, declaring victory is a bit premature, uh, considering I also saw on the same channel that today is actually, sadly, the deadliest day in the U.S. Um, in terms of uh, death count for the coronavirus, which is And it's only going to go up from where we are right now. I mean, yes. we're at a place where it was obviously going to happen, but- the coronavirus has been politicized on both sides. We've got politics in allegations that the progressives want this to last as long as possible so that they can uh, essentially destroy the economy and win the election come November because they'll place that on President Trump. We've got President Trump, and we'll go to that clip in a minute, of him declaring victory and trying to get us back to work basically immediately. All of this, there's been almost no legal analysis except for you. I've been watching That's the news right. almost nonstop, and I think you're the first lawyer I saw on the news, on Fox at least. It might have been 12.50 a.m. Pacific. Middle of the night, baby. That's right. The, the lowest <laughs> prime possible time. Uh, viewership. What's the opposite of prime time? That was me. Anti-time. <laughs> Anti-time. That's right. Yes. But you were on and you were talking about some really interesting things because there is a little bit of legal perspective is especially as we start to pass time, people right. get more anxious. What are the questions? What were you talking about last night? There are a lot of legal implications. So we talked about myself and Trace Gallagher. We talked about a couple different things. One is the idea that the legal system is, it's still open essentially, but it's very, very significantly yeah, impacted. Really nothing's going to court right Nothing, now. no in-person hearings to the greatest extent possible. Um, how does that impact criminal proceedings? Because as we may or may not know, I'll tell you, you do have a constitutional right to in-person confrontation of witnesses. You have a constitutional right to a speedy trial, but there's all these competing interests. And of course, when you have this virus, people can't travel, people can't be in the same rooms, people can't even be in some prisons and jails. So, you know, I'm even more interested in, you know, what do you do? When, when you see people on the streets that aren't supposed to be on the streets, can something be Oh, you enforced? mean like enforcement. Yes, right. and that's we'll another talk, thing we yeah, talked we'll about. Yeah, we'll talk that's more a, about that. That's an even better topic. So, yeah. And that gets into like martial law and all of that sort of stuff. So we'll get there. Before we get there, I want to talk about President Trump's statement yesterday uh, about basically winning the war on coronavirus and declaring that we're all going to pack the churches by Easter. Let's listen to that. Even right? good Jewish boys like Andy. I, I will be there because President <laughs> Trump says so, right? Apparently, <laughs> apparently according That's what to he him, says. Ultimately, the goal is to ease the guidelines and open things up to very large sections of our country as we near the end of our historic battle with the invisible enemy. We're going for a while, but we win. We win. I said earlier today that I hope we can do this by Easter. I think that would be a great thing for our country, and we're all working very hard to make that a reality. We'll be meeting with a lot of people to see if it can be done. Easter is a very special day for many reasons. For me, for a lot of 
A lot of our friends, that's a very special day. And what a great timeline this would be. Easter is our timeline. What a great timeline that would be. So poetic. It is. uh, In his mind, it is. You know, I think we have a president who likes to write a movie script as much as he likes to uh, control the country. That actually might be the case. Um, So I guess there's a lot to say about this hope, this goal. Um, Is this realistic? Is it advisable? I mean, there's been so much criticism about it over the last day since he said it. And I think that a lot of it is is well-deserved because he says things that are not supported by the doctors that and experts that are surrounding him. He doesn't even talk to them about it. And the, the follow-up interview or the, the follow-up press conference on that with Dr. Fucci, for example, he was saying, yeah, well, we kind of had this conversation. And I said, remain flexible, remain flexible. It's almost like he has such a short attention span. Like, it's like he's antsy. He's like, oh, we, we've been doing this for a while. I'm like, not really. I mean, like, it's, yes, of course, we're all sitting in our houses. Well, uh, you know, we should be. And it is really dragging, but yeah, he's just sick of not people. that long. He's sick. He's not sick of what the American public are going through. He's sick of the idea that the stock market keeps going. Well, and I don't blame that. him for that. So we could talk about why it is not, it's not totally ludicrous to want the economy to be back and running, but you have to be cautious and obviously to give some degree of perspective as to a date certain when is this going to happen right. i was Which talking about this what yesterday i think the people do need and and the sad part is i know president trump wants to give a date certain but it's not really based on anything well it's based on his hopes and desires and there's a question of how long can this possibly <laughs> go so there's right. the idea that this was initially stated as a two-week shutdown essentially even though it wasn't specifically declared a shutdown, but it was encouraged. That to was be. the hope. It was two weeks. Nobody thought it was going to be two weeks once they actually took that step. He's saying, okay, we're looking at, that's almost three weeks or three and a half weeks before we get to Easter. And are we going to be ready to open up by then? Well, at a certain point, you've got to give the markets some degree of perspective. Here's what we're looking at. And the markets have, have rallied since then. Why does the market matter? Because so many people out on social media, and you got to remember, I'm pretty liberal. I'm relatively progressive. I'm maybe not way out there like some of the left has gone, but I'm generally on the left-leaning side. But I see a reason why the market is critical and the economy generally. I mean, we have people out of jobs. We have businesses closing. They'll never be able to open again. That's real, no matter what the stimulus package looks like. Right, exactly. And that's going to be long-term maybe even in bigger impact, as President Trump is is saying inartfully, than the coronavirus itself. So long-term impacts versus the impact from the the virus itself, that is a real valid question. And it's not just And it's a life and death question. Yeah, it's life and death, exactly. So that's where he's coming from, even if he hasn't thought it out as much as maybe a more uh, articulate statesman would have done. Let's talk about the danger of what a ruined economy looks like for the American people. I mean, the idea of not having money, of going bankrupt, and that's what people are legitimately looking at right now. That is dangerous to health and safety. I mean, it is something that will cause deaths. You obviously have things like suicide that are concerned that where people go bankrupt, where their lives are turned upside down, there's the risk of suicide. But you've got so much more than that. Just the idea that people don't have the money coming in that they need. It affects their ability to shelter themselves, to feed themselves, Long-term, you have real risk to people that is perhaps in a number that's surrounding what the risk is for the coronavirus danger in terms of the mortality right. rate there. Exactly. So you have the disease on one hand, which is what the shutdown is aimed at controlling, the death toll from the disease. 
And then on the other hand, you have the negative impacts of the shutdown and you have to compare those things. And you can't just look in a vacuum at the disease. I mean, yes, it's awful. And yes, there are people that are losing their lives. And no, you're not just asking to sacrifice people. At least I don't think that's that's what you should be asking is, is it okay if X number of people die because we need money? It's not just the money, like yeah, Andy said. We all put ourselves at risk every day, right? Right, exactly. And that's the point that we were talking about earlier um, off the show. But when you get in a car to go to the store, to go anywhere, you are inherently putting your life at risk. It's a risk you don't even think about at this point because you do it so often. Right. You get on a plane, you get in a car. Calculatable risk. Yeah. You go on a hike up a mountain. I mean, people do these things every single day. And would you say it was worth it to lose your life because you had to go to the grocery store? Of course not. That's not the calculation you're making. You're looking at the chances of a catastrophic event um, in terms of the overall activity that you're participating in. So we don't, we don't actively think about these things. At least most people don't every day, but the coronavirus, I mean, numbers wise, is it the same thing? Maybe, maybe it's higher at this point, but at some point we have to make those decisions because, you know, trade-offs are part of what we do as humans. But realistically, and and this is, I, I think this cannot be contested by anyone other than perhaps President Trump. We have to wait and make sure that the really high numbers right. start to decline. I mean, for the purposes of medical workers, people who are forced to have to continue their work because they are essential services, they can't be just thrown into uh, the entire population who basically can Yeah, and I don't even point. know what that would look like. Like, what would that do? I mean, I, it sounds horrifying, actually. So I do think that President Trump's idea, even if I agree with, you know, in a broad way, is premature. Yeah, that we have to get Everybody back to Everybody on every point. station is like, what the F is this guy talking about? It's not time. And even if I want it to be time, which I do, trust me, I do. I want my kids to go to school. I want to be able to go to the house in nine days. <laughs> no, I don't know that I'm actually mentally well. And I've left three times to <laughs> I go to the grocery store. I feel fine, but I mean, truly, this can't be healthy, right? I've left the house. I've like walked on my street, but I have, I haven't really left my community. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there are people. Actually, I have not at all. There are people who just are totally ignoring this. I was out yesterday to get a few groceries because yeah. we were really low on some of the essentials. And I'm out there. I've got, I, I see teenagers just driving around. Unbelievable. There's people eating ice cream at the yogurt land. I, Disgusting. I'm sorry. That is, yogurt I understand land is not that an restaurants can service. still be open for like carry out, but I do not understand the How idea are they getting of away getting with that? a yogurt land. That is like ground zero. Even if the <laughs> employees are making your yogurt and putting the stuff on it and you're shouting it from the doorway, I mean, they're the, like. It's a buffet of yogurt toppings and the machines themselves your filthy hands are like right on top of I'm the dispenser. I'm never going to be the same after this. I mean honestly if you think about it it is enough to make you. I'm use some Purell right now. <laughs> never. I, our office always smells like Purell like it smells so it smells like a, a surgery room actually. I mean, we are like a, a, we're a family room. that kind of believes in germs right like we've yeah, kept I've our never been a kids a little germy to keep them healthy. And now I'm like Clorox Cloroxing like cardboard boxes like a lunatic. I'm putting Purell on my face, that is not, <laughs> not even that is just not on advised. my hands. That is no. not medically advised. Okay, I think that everyone's missing the point. Your hands are going in your mouth, so if there's germs around your mouth, you might want to Purell that. I'm just putting oh, it out there. To, you're trying to decontaminate the yeah, like the nasal the areas and, around yes, your lips. like in case I accidentally had someone sneeze around me and there's like a 
speck of their disgusting bodily fluid on my face. I'm trying to get rid of that. Okay, but I digress. President Your Trump never looked better. Yeah, I I mean, I feel I feel okay actually. I mean, I haven't worn makeup, combed my hair. I've showered, but you know. I've stopped putting gel in my hair. <laughs> it's saving money on the hair product. Big well, I mean, time. overall it's a uh, money saver in some regard. We're not eating out, we're not uh, at gas. The, we're not at bars, gas. Yeah, I yeah, mean like huge exactly. on that. Tuition, hopefully, for schools. Yeah, what's maybe? going on with the tuition thing? I think a lot of people have this question. We've kind of just let it be for a minute. I'm just going to ride that one out. I'm not paying them again, though. My kids are here. We all They should pay me, apparently. Yeah, every day I'm you, the educator. you get all your coloring pages uh, printed yeah, off. Yeah, I have you get to. get some math pages printed You're going to buy off. me some toner? I don't know. But, see, the thing is, you're right. I mean, this is crazy. It is a complete extreme measure that we're living in. Unprecedented in every way. But to get out of it without foresight, without proper foresight and guidance from experts that have made sense of the numbers and the risks, that doesn't make any sense either. I mean, we I want to go back to my quote-unquote normal life. I want the economy to be strong. I want to make make money. Everybody does, I think, right? But this is it's risky and I am Here's pretty, one of the things that gets concerned. me. We have the stimulus package that is uh, close to being finalized now. And I think to some degree, there's uh, a, a lot that's going to help many Americans uh, across the country because it puts actual money in their hands, although it looks like that's not going to happen until the May timeframe that they're actually going to see those checks. Right. But we've got a stimulus package. It's going to pump a lot of money. That's obviously going to have some positive effect to some degree. Does it outweigh the negative effect? Probably not. Here's my perspective that I think is being overlooked by the politicians, because I think that there's this big push to put money in the hands of Americans and every American so that it's kind of evenly distributed. What I see as the problem is that we've paused our economy. We've said time out to businesses. You can't operate. You can't do it. But you still have to pay the obligations that you have. And that's both businesses and individuals, things like mortgage and rent, things like the the bills that come through. Those don't stop just because the economy stops. So those that's still a liability that's out there. What I think the government should have done is put a lot more of that trillions and trillions of dollars towards the idea of providing loans for people to be able to get through this time so that they also can go on pause, whatever that looks like, whether it's a $1,000 mortgage payment, whether it's a $5,000 mortgage payment, whether it's the needs of a business that's in the ten dollars or $20,000 range, to be able to get zero interest loans so that they can essentially put themselves on pause and get through that time frame without really regard for how much it costs that individual business to go through. Small businesses and individuals most uh, importantly, but we don't see that. It's more of just, here's your check for what might be $3,000 or so. That's, that doesn't necessarily help out a small business that has overhead every month in the neighborhood of thirty or $40,000. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's not really well thought out. This is the problem we run into with so many programs in the U.S. And what my big problem is with like a lot of social programs is the population of the country is so unwieldy and so um, you know disparate in terms of socioeconomic status that it is really difficult to come up with a solution for for all of those varied situations. And I think that's kind of what this represents to me. I mean, I know that they're trying their best to be like, hey, look, we're asking everyone a big ask, big ask, 
don't do anything. Don't leave your house. Oh, by the way, if your business completely stalls, then sorry. Uh, yeah, if your landlord's asking for money I mean, at the end of the month, still. what do you want people to do? What you're asking us to stay inside and do nothing, money. which we're complying with, or some of us are. And then, then what? I mean, oh, and you're supposed to insane. keep your employees. Employed. Yes, exactly. And that's the the thing that they're trying to hope that some of this money will go towards for small businesses. But again, like I don't think that's going to do anything this, much. Many because, businesses are month to month, or maybe two months. They're, right. They've got two months stacked away. Uh, mm-hmm. at best. You just don't know. I mean, there's lots and then people have lots of financial obligations that they already had before this came about. We had no warning, needless to say. This was completely thrust upon all of us. So the fact that we're all in the same boat, it helps a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily fix the problem. Um so I think Trump might be a little ambitious in saying that Easter is going to be a magical day of victory as much as i love our easter brunch and i really really bitter wrong to try to get us back working as soon as no he's not and that's something that i totally support so i hope there's a way and i everything with president trump you have to look you have to read between the lines essentially you have to look at the the bottom line intent and not look at right and i don't think he actually has like malintent like it's not just about the economy he's not wrong the economy is huge And I still think, and I'm just going to say this now, he is not going to lose the election. It doesn't even matter. Do you think he's going to lose? I'm not ready to, uh, to make that prediction. prediction on that. Well, I would be very surprised if only, you know, the Democrats put up another candidate. Maybe. I mean, they don't have a final candidate, but for all intents and purposes. Well, it's done. Yeah, it's all it's it's all but done. But I just don't see that this is going to be. Something that cost him the election. Shockingly. Okay. So let's let's transition from the idea of the politics of this to the law of it. So if we really want this shutdown and we've got people going to the yogurt land and not respecting it and Ugh. the numbers are going to spike, uh, are we ready for martial law? I and, and let me define martial law. Well, to the extent that it can be defined. So this this topic has come up in the news recently, and I'm kind of excited about it because it it incorporates our bread and butter military law with everyday life. And so people have been struggling with how to spell the word martial. So I will spell it for you. It's M-A-R-T-I-A-L, martial. Now, I know there's a lot of variations what, of that if, word. What if you're marshalling them into a direction? Right, that, that has, has S's and H's and L's and things of that sort. So a look it up. spelling joke. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do many spelling I love jokes. that. I mean, yeah, the marshals can marshal you, um, if you will. So- the point of the conversation on martial law is the idea of using military rule in in place of civil authority to control the population. And this question has come about because many states have actually um, used their National Guard. They've activated their National Guard units for humanitarian assistance at this point. And this gets a little bit in the weeds, but I guess my point is no, the fact that there are National Guard troops activated at this point by governors does not mean that we are under, under military rule. Yeah, there's no there's no orders out there by any of the states that we know of where the National Guard is enforcing some sort of stay-at-home. The point is, that's a very grave situation where you actually circumvent all civil has authority. Has it ever been done? It has been done, actually, several times throughout our history, including in the 60s, um, for civil rights purposes. And that that's something that basically puts civilians in the place of being at the whim of the military. So if you were to violate the rules, then you could be prosecuted by the military. Like and apprehended, 
no uh, right to a, a speedy trial even. No, you would have a right to a court-martial, and you would have to call me and Andy to help you out because there's not a lot of people that know about that process. But seriously, it's really it's really interesting because there have been very few times in our history, three to four times, where martial law has been used in limited circumstances. This doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Everyone's denied it. The president's denied it. Governors have denied it. They say, no, we're just asking people to actually follow the rules. But, but like Andy says, the rules are so important, nobody's right? following the effing rules. Yeah, the problem it's is gross, we man. do this. We actually go through the, pro- the process of shutting down you want our tanks economy. tanks rolling through your streets and people on bullhorns? That's like, right. That's, I mean, that's honestly, that's, that's so martial law. shut down the economy so that we can hopefully save lives in doing so, but then people disrespect it. Now here's what we've done. We have both killed off our population because we're idiots and we've ruined our economy because it's prolonged. we actually tried our very best to stop idiots from doing idiotic things. Right, and you're prolonging it. And that's the problem. Like if people would listen, and I really think, and we all know this by now, if you followed any coverage, South Korea, model child for this because they, they actually locked the down immediately. And, and they had such an amazing outcome from this, all things considered. And the, the difference in their behavior versus the behavior of what I've heard vast numbers of Americans are doing is really appalling. They had to shut down the beaches in Orange County. The public beaches had to shut down because there was throngs of people packed, packed, packed in there on the Did weekend. Did you say thongs? I said throngs. Uh. But, you know. But, you know, what's what's even more embarrassing about that for and Orange maybe County. maybe in thongs. There might have been. What's more embarrassing Parting about that for Orange County is that Miami and Florida had been ridiculed in the media for almost a week mm-hmm. because they hadn't shut down their beaches. There was a bunch of idiotic spring breakers there continuing to spring break and party and do whatever you do on spring break. It was in the news that there are idiots on the beach who should not be on the beach. And then... Orange County, of all places, hits the front pages because we're the same as the rest of them. Everybody's so desperate. I have to get out. I have to get my fresh air. Well, do it on your own time and in your own bubble. Like, give me a break. Go on a walk around your neighborhood. I've done that many times. Is but it exciting? Even that, Not even really. That has to but is it? I mean, even that. Yes. And I mean, I haven't. They have to shut down the parks. Yeah, they shut down the parks. I mean, it's like people just are so entitled. This is such a classic problem I have with with humanity. It's like. Everything applies to everybody else. I love Governor Cuomo, uh, the governor of New York. I I love his daily uh, reports that he does, and they've been televised most days. Yesterday or a couple of days ago, he's on there going on a rant about how he's walking around or he's out and he sees people playing basketball. And he's like, I like to play basketball too. No basketball. My stay-at-home order means no basketball (laughs) allowed. Exactly. Like, hello, do I have to spell this out for you? No, they understand. Don't be close to other people. It's not that they don't get it. They don't care. So that's the problem. It's just you don't care. You're extending this for everybody. And by doing so, you're prolonging the shutdown of the economy. And that's going to hurt us all in the long run. I mean, it's not a joke. It's it's really infuriating because some people, maybe me, um, try to follow the rules and you're kind of ruining it for us. Kindergarten 101 here, guys, or even military 101, like one bad seed gets everyone in trouble. We've all heard the analogies, but that's true. And it's not even just like in trouble. It's like you are ruining our society. You're walking towards martial law. You're walking towards martial law. And I'm going to be the first one there, I guess, when people are getting court-martialed. And, with a mask on. With a mask on. Because we're still going to be locked down and you're not going to get your speedy trial either because you're still going to be on a lockdown. 
months and months in the future. And I, I mean, nobody wants that. If we could all do our very best to avoid the need for martial law, until next time, we are Legally Bound.